everybody. Welcome to the Pastimes Podcast. Uh, each week we go through an old newspaper from a random date in history picked out by Dave Anthony. I'm Gareth Reynolds, and I've never seen it before, and neither is our guest this week, Naomi Asparagan. Hi, Naomi. Hey. How are you? Honestly, I am abuzz with nerves, okay? Oh, How really? are you? I'm abuzz with nerves possible? because, <laughs> Naomi, you are conquering... Uh, Netflix with the stand-ups, a 30-minute special, yes. and yeah. dynamite, wall-to-wall <laughs> dynamite, Thanks. really. Um, it must be, I mean, it has to be kind of like nice to have a moment where you can actually kick back for a second and be like, I fucking have something, there's a nice <laughs> thing, there's like yes. a thing, there's people are talking about, it's during a pandemic, I recorded some shit, yes. does it feel good? It really does. I said, I'm going to sit down in January. I, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it was that feeling. Yeah. And I had, we taped it in August, and it was initially supposed to come out in October. And so I had all, I was initially being like, when do I get to, like, be done? And so now that it's out, I was like, I get to take a break because. Yeah. And what a great time to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, to be Why? like, yeah, I'm good for a minute. Why? There's nothing going on. Oh. No, I agree. Um, uh, so check that out. That's the standups. That's on Netflix. That's out now. Obviously, you also have a podcast called Couples Therapy, and your social media. Are you the same on Instagram? You're at Blacktress on on Twitter. Twitter Blacktress Comedy on Instagram because somebody came okay. through. Someone came. That was in me. There. I did that. You I did. loved it on Twitter. So I thought I'm nabbing this. This is, <laughs> this is Gareth's. Um, so yeah, that's actually so, that's the name of my my first stand up album, Black. And Dave, Dave I really think colon, it's bigger and Blacktress. Is that it? <laughs> actually, actually <laughs> you're talking. You're actually right in a couple ways. His first album is called Colon, uh, and it is a disgusting album that nobody what? should. Li- oh, it's just it's you're all about man. it's about my insides. I really reveal <laughs> myself. Yeah, yeah, Dave misunderstood what it means it meant to like show himself in a special. Um, so we're just gonna go through a paper, and Dave, what, when? Oh, when you ask? Eight. Well, do you want to uh, guess, Naomi? Is... You want to guess what year? A lot of them are eighteen hundreds, right? Okay. Um. What if it was November seventeenth, eighteen ninety four? If oh this my is God. right, if this that's is not right, it. that's not this, it. Okay. I'm gonna go <laughs> nine, ten. 1866. You're both so. Here's the. I'm throwing a curveball in this one. Curveball. Uh, yesterday's January, paper. Yesterday. January 13th, 1970. Whew. Interesting, David. The Star Tribune in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ooh, All right, okay, Minneapolis. That? Okay, they dicey right, now. Yeah. So I wonder yeah. what was happening in 1970. <laughs> well, let's see the seeds that would eventually flourish in the fine town. <laughs> the great town. Yeah. Uh, well, there's nothing... You know, I don't want I, I, I don't go through the, the really hardcore news stories. We pick out mm-hmm. the fun stuff. Um, so page well, one. Most we're times already, on, we're pap- already on page two. Oh, okay, perfect. because perfect. The, the old papers, a lot of times, the, the sequencing is... Is honestly, but oh. it's like how a Chinese paper would be read by. It. It's like the craziest news is last, and <laughs> then the and then and then like the beginning is just like Doug ran. <laughs> That's how you you yeah. gotta welcome people in, right? It's a slow burn. Right. The amuse bouche, exactly. Being like, see, you know, you want to read, and then yeah. by the end, it's like kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it. 
Oh, here we got on uh, page two, we have like an old timey uh, ad uh, with the headline, Why Are You a Boar? <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> well, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in this article immediately. Why am I a boar? <laughs> Let me read about why I'm boring. <laughs> A noted publisher in Chicago reports a simple technique of everyday conversation which can pay you real dividends <laughs> in social and business advancement and works like magic to give you poise, self-confidence, and greater popularity. Whoa! Wow. Is this a cocktail? You're telling me it's a phrase <laughs> that will make me feel pretty and make people like me. Yeah. What? The, the, <laughs> this is like that trainer on YouTube videos who's like, there's one food that if you eat, you'll have a six pack where you're like, wait, I would feel like I would have heard about it by now. I, th- I think they're saying that this guy is, is going to sh- teach you how to talk to people. Right, right. And according, to this, according to this publisher, many people do not realize how much they could influence others simply by what they say and how they say it. <laughs> this is, you said 1970 or like 1570? Because it feels God, very it's a, 1570. It's like, did you know that words have meaning and that talking, human interaction is important? Talking can be an extension of you. Have you considered that if you don't just stare at people and you converse with them, how far you can go? <laughs> Most men believe standing in the corner, sipping a beer, rubbing their crotch is the way to be the life of the party. <laughs> Whether in business or at social functions or even in casual conversations with new acquaintances, there are ways to make a good impression every time you talk. I mean, are you in? I am in. I I'm mean, not, this uh, is almost like it's like they're stringing me along. I'm saying get to it. It better be in 24 point font. Yeah. And also, it's like I'm already kind of bored by the person telling me how to not sound boring. Yep. I agree. Yeah. To acquaint the readers of this paper with the easy-to-follow rules for developing skill in everyday conversation, the publishers have printed full details of their interesting self-training method in a new book, uh, Adventures in Conversation. So okay, it's, it's, uh, okay. You know, I just noticed on the third lead-in to the same thing that these are the publishers. We don't know who these people are. Okay, these publishers could be two dudes named Ted, and yeah. they're saying we got up enough money for a newspaper ad. What do we want to do? With All that? right, I say we give them the same ad three different ways. Oh, Ted. Well, I'd agree. I think maybe four different ways, and then direct them to page Z seven. For the tag. I can't. I, a book okay. on how to talk. <laughs> right? Ted, stop yeah, it's rubbing how- your crotch and eating one peanut. Uh, hello. Do you like crotch peanuts? I read a book. I have a book on how to do this. I read a book. I read a book about it. Uh, well, they're not. It will be mailed free to anyone who requests it. No obligation. Simply enclose a dime to Trap. cover postage Halt. and handling. No. Send your name, address, and zip code to conversation. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. <laughs> to conversation? Did you say like, send to conversation? <laughs> like it's Santa in the North Pole. <laughs> to conversation. They're like, oh, we'll get it. One there. conversation lane. Conversation, <laughs> California, 90210. <laughs> They don't even need in this town. They don't even. They don't even need to put the address because the postman gets it and goes. This one's another one for conversation. I was gonna say, just, you're really putting a lot on the post person to be like, oh fuck, where was that again? Oh I know God. where argument is, but where's conversation? <laughs> 
Do you think this was the original March of Dimes? Just Ooh. them, just sending in people sending in dimes, trying to figure out how do we yeah. get these dimes to conversation. <laughs> just- yeah, seriously, what is the? I mean, there's an address here, but what is the? What is the? I mean, they, they must then say like, "Oh, sign up for our conversation course," and a big, you know, page chapter one. Ask yeah. about the yeah. weather. Yep. How yeah. How did you like the weather today, uh, Dave? I like I like your version of how to have exciting, stimulating conversation is weather chat. <laughs> Did you see? Did you see the news last evening? Actually, yeah, I saw a wonderful ad about how to have a conversation (laughs) right there in the news. Have you talked to Dave lately? He's so much better than he was. (laughs) It's like he's reading. It's like he's a meteorologist. (laughs) Hey guys, it's like hanging out with a Doppler. (laughs) I saw a puppy and a cat. Wow, Wow. this guy pull a seat up. Someone read a book on how to chat. Gareth, if you want to know how I learned to talk like this. Are you okay? You, You're standing kind of stilted in a lot of this. I can take you there. There's I a hole in to, the back of your head with blood coming. I, what the hell? I learned, I learned how to conversations. Are you okay? Why aren't you blinking? Join me. <laughs> That's wild. And now can you tell the, me how big of an ad that is? Is that a full page? Is that a quarter page? No, no. It's it's like less than a quarter page. It's, less than it's a not quarter. Big okay. at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to write. By the way, bad. I'm addressing an envelope tonight to conversation and just seeing what it, happens. I love that idea because my mom <laughs> used to always suggest to me, you know, when I wanted to be an actor or comedian, she's always like, you need to write to Oprah. And that's all it would say. So I would, <laughs> all she would do is like, like write to Oprah. So I'd be like, Oprah at one Oprah Lane, Oprah, Illinois. Harpo, like, Illinois. <laughs> How? How? I mean, were you really good? writing letters to her? No, I didn't do it. Uh, that's what my mother told me was oh, going to break me have. in, was to write uh, to Oprah. It's worked, for, it's worked for so many people. That's yeah. so true. Yeah, it's, that's how I got here. That's how, yeah. Janine Groffalo, David Cross. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's really those you know, that's comics from comic. the 90s. From the yeah, 90s. All comics. Big, big. Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> she's, just, she's, she's, the, she's the producer of the Comedians of Comedy. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, here's on uh, page three, there's uh, uh, well, an intense story. Bomb thrown at bank. Wow. Whew. New York, New York. A firebomb was thrown at the Midtown offices of the Bank of New York before dawn Sunday, but caused only minor damage, police said. Huh. Uh, uh, the bomb cracked the large front window of the bank on the ground floor uh, of the CBS building at 6th Avenue and 53rd Street. The firebomb ignited, but the flames did not spread. Isn't that a bomb being thrown at the CBS building and not a bank? You got a lot of questions for the guy who's in charge. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, uh, you know, it, the bomb was thrown at a building. A weak arm. I'm just saying. They had a weak arm. So it was meant for the bank. Yes. But it hit CBS. Do you see? And that's really the news story. That's the story there. It's like, how did you miss so hard? Uh, And and, uh, it is also got to be very, like, a big letdown when your bomb only smashes a window. And you're like, that could have been a brick. And I would look at way less jail time. Exactly. Could you imagine you throw a bomb and all you hear is thunk? It's the uh, saddest moment in Bob. Oprah history. comes out the window. She's like, I like the way this sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also to me like, imagine like New York 1970 and you just in Midtown trying to live and then some random bomb or rather. Thunk. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like you can just, I just feel like as a New Yorker, I can just see people turning around being like, who this bitch? You <laughs> it's know what not I mean? Chicago. <laughs> yeah. They're like, get out of here. This is the big apple. <laughs> 
Our bombs go off. You need a bigger apple if you want it yeah. to go off. That's the truth. <laughs> uh, all microwave oven. All microwave I, I, ovens. But loving the start, pal. Loving the start. All microwave ovens will be checked. <laughs> what? Surgeon General Jesse <laughs> Steinfeld. Okay. Surgeon General Electric. Okay. Announced okay. Monday a repair survey of all 100,000 microwave ovens in use as a follow-up to a random government study that found one in three of those tested leaking enough radiation to present a health problem. Ooh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, let's Okay, 100,000. Sure. <laughs> where are these microwaves? Where are the microwaves? What is the space? Because you telling me one in three microwaves is leaking, but we don't know where they are? Oh, it's just quite, I mean, uh, it's, it feels like an amazing race game. Find, find the microwave. Crazy. Find the leaky radiated microwave. By the way, it sounds like you'd be better off throwing a microwave at the CBS building. That'll get something done. That'll <laughs> yeah. get something done. That'll Absolutely. Some... Yeah. Whoa. Wait. Yeah, that's crazy. You, no, so you Dave, just look I like for the more. green, like, vroom, 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 vroom. Hello. Okay. I mean, that's all there is. That's the whole story. What? They're like, hey, look. The, I mean, literally, it's a newspaper in this 1970, and they're like, hey, one out of every three uh, microwaves is just leaking a lot of fucking radiation. <laughs> anyway, we're going to do a survey on it. <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm very upset that how to have a conversation is longer than the irradiated microwaves. Okay, 100%. because that is what we need to know. That's where we need a word count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, that feeling of, what's the survey going to do? It's going to be like, do you suffer from radiation? Yes. Have you found out you had cancer? <laughs> yes. Did you try to make a hungry man dinner? I did. Well, there you have it. And then they just Are you glowing? Pile. Does your sun float? Are you able to move pictures on the wall with your eyeballs? Are your teeth you falling you? out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has your jaw dropped? You might be doing more than reheating steak. Did you fall into a pile of cancer? Wait, isn't it about what is it? Y'all even covered it. I feel like on a dollop, the ones, the ladies who were like painting clocks or some shit. Oh, the radium, the radium. Is, uh, like it feels girls. very radium that girls. energy. Very yeah, like, totally well, does. we got this microwave. We'll figure it out eventually. Bye. <laughs> well, it sh- it also shows you like how because things are so shit now. It is almost refreshing to be like. Yeah, we were still sending radiating microwaves out back then and letting the, letting the marketplace decide. <laughs> but it's also like I always heard that people, people, some people are always scared that radiation came from microwaves. Yeah. And you'd always be like, oh, you're so Dude. stupid. And they're like, no, it's a real thing. <laughs> I was just telling someone the other day, I think my brother and I were talking about it, but like my dad would literally, he, he would like, if he wasn't around, we would just like microwave how you normally microwave. But if my dad was around, like how a dentist takes x-rays of your teeth, <laughs> he'd be like, go in another room. And I'd be like, bro, <laughs> half, of the, half of the thing is like why, monitoring and lifeguarding the potato. Well, my grandmother, she would do that. She was against microwaves for the longest. She, you know, she grew up, she was born in 1916, okay? Homegirl went right. back, yeah. right? Right. And so when she had, we, and I used to spend summers with her, and I was a kid and it was like, I would just get like a frozen, I would eat a lot of frozen food, but she refused to let me have a microwave. So like literally I would eat breakfast and then start preheating for lunch. You know what I mean? Because it takes so long. And then (laughs) I finally got a microwave. She put it like in her outdoor, it's almost like a sunroom. So like, it was just like, she was, it technically counted as outside of the house. I love it. And then she was like, don't go in there till you hear the beep. 
and then you weren't allowed in until it beat. <laughs> You're like, I burned it. <laughs> I remember. I remember there was a time in college where I don't remember if it was pr- a principled stance or a poor stance. But my roommate and I, w- we would we would be making microwaved foods in the oven, and it just shows you the convenience. Yeah. A microwave is like two minutes and thirty seconds, and then in the oven it's like four hours and fifty five minutes. You're like, what? Uh, this is not different. Uh, oh, so much. You really have to know that you're going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a new invention, it seems like. A is it new... something that sucks radium out of people? <laughs> it does, it's not. Oh, that's it's so shame. different than that. New scarecrow joins the birds. What? Eat that turncoat. <laughs> a, a vineyard consultant for uh, a wine company. Lots okay. happening. Lots happening early. Was granted a patent last week for a scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Seton Mendel of Penn Yan, New York, calls his invention Hector the Hawk. I don't. I don't believe he knows what a scarecrow is, or someone is not. (laughs) Someone does not know what a scare. The name is. It's one of the better names we have. It's very straightforward. Yeah, yeah. It's a crow that sits out in the. It stands there. It's not a crow. It's a fucking crazy well, scarecrow. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He scares uh, the crows. He's a man to scare the crows, Dave. <laughs> the scarecrow has wings spread in simulated flight and is suspended from a wire so that it moves smoothly in the air currents about no. 10 feet above what? a field of grapes or corn. God, Only grapes or corn. <laughs> <laughs> This is so, like, this is why I wish I had been born before, because you could just make up anything and be like, this is my invention. And because in essence, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like a cat toy, a bird on a string, and you just wave it back and forth over the corn or the, or the grapes. And that person, first of all, vineyard consultant, yeah. you went to liberal arts college. Glick, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, that yeah. is not a job. And then I'm like, a vineyard consultant at home a lot. <laughs> But that's true. So, You're, I mean, are are we talking about like a kind of bungeeing? Yeah, it's a bird on wires. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's it's yeah, it's on wires. It's Hector the Hawk on wire. And Hector it, the and, Hawk. Okay. Hector the Hawk can protect a circular area of about six four hundred square feet from robins. Easier oils, way to say that for sure. Go ahead. Starlings and other birds. You could just, just say birds. birds. Say I would right. just say birds. If you, if, yeah. I but, hope you're not paying by word. But because I don't know if you have like a mother like I have, but if you said birds, she would go, what about robins? So I get why the guy wrote that. <laughs> she, she, she'd have, you'd be like, it's in the category and, that I threw out. What about Orioles? Yeah, it's actually all birds. What and about sparrows? And then- <laughs> so this is, you're having flashbacks. Protection of an acre would require seven scarecrows. So. This idea is batshit insane because imagine to have a flying scarecrow, Mm -hmm. which it's basically a flying hawk. It's a fake hawk. It's a fuck. (laughs) To have a fuck, you have to have a bunch of poles and wires, and then it like goes over the uh, like. What are we talking? Twenty feet in the air on like every (laughs) like on the corners of your acreage. And then they have to fly and not get tangled up in each other. So let's oh, talk right. about that. <laughs> it's, and then there can't be weather. Don't you think well, like, there can't be like a gust of wind or uh, it's, lightning? or? Well, I mean, you're poking a lot of holes, but it, we're so used to it now that obviously it catches on. 
I mean, we're always talking about the fucking bungee hawk field scarers. Hector, Hector, Hector Hawks. Yeah. Hector. You got a Hector Hawk covering that land? Yeah. yeah. Imagine the guys who bought it. They're like, this is a bad, this is going to sink us. What the fuck? We hit the scarecrows are easy. We did it. We wanted seven, seven scarecrows. It's not that hard. Now we got men out here boomeranging this fucking stuffed hawk. This isn't a life. We had to hire four more workers to control the hawk maintenance. <laughs> yeah, but the scarecrows are all scared, so... Well, the scarecrows are having a meeting going, these hawks are taking our jobs. Taking our American jobs. These are jobs well, meant for Hector? scarecrows. Hector? Are they trying to be racial? And I, I, hey, I don't, I don't want to say anything, but I've had enough with the Hectors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's think about that. Hector. Um, well, this is exciting. We have some international news. Ooh. <clears throat> Copter crash kills bad boy of Philippines. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh, okay, sassy. Okay. <laughs> Grabbing my attention. Uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> bad boy. We're all listening. Jamie Laurel, nicknamed Banjo. Sure, Dave, flat. We'll let you keep going, but we're not happy with what we hear so far. <laughs> I will speak for both of us. Uh, 31, the bad boy Skyon of one of the most powerful and famous families in the Philippines died Sunday in the crash of a helicopter about 150 miles south of Manila. Mm-hmm. His pilot and a police officer were also killed. They saw a like- flying hawk that they thought was a scary man, <laughs> and they freaked out. And but why Who, uh, who's traveling there? with a who's traveling with a cop? Exactly. Who, tra- who travels exactly. with a cop? Exactly. He, he's he's supposed to be a bad boy, but he's got a cop with him. I mean, uh, well, to be fair, Dave, I don't know if they're the good guys. I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's, no, a cab is all cops are bad boys. Yeah, that's right. That's what it means. Okay. <laughs> it's just that extra B you don't pronounce. Yeah, you don't say it. People don't like to step it out, but that's what it is. Uh, Laurel was the mayor of Tanwan City, the ancestral home of the Laurels in Batangas Province. His grandfather was a president. His father is the Speaker of the House of Representatives. One uncle is the ambassador to Japan, and another a senator and potential aspirant to the Philippine presidency. So he's fucking loaded. He's right. he's yeah. in. Not right. sounding like a bad boy. Not sounding like a bad boy at all. Maybe we get into that, though. Since 1964, Laurel had blazed his way across Philippine front pages. <laughs> Something like, is that it? Here we is go. Uh, uh, let me, for the podcast, I'll translate. Smoking weed, smoking weed, smoking weed. <laughs> Linked to a series of events that included the murder of his wife. Oh, that's actually. I'm buying the bad boy. No, no, we just completely passed bad boy. You don't get to call a murderer a bad boy. He's a bad. Well, he's not a good boy. He's not a good boy. Was he okay? Was he actually found guilty, or they're just like whispered? Either way, I'm in. Well. Uh, I guess linked to uh, linked, linked to. So. Okay, so that's bad boy. Oh, that's, that's bad boy. Bad boy. Yeah, that is a hundred percent bad boy. Okay, the murder of his wife and a friend, and assorted brawls and pistol whippings. I like it's just assorted okay. pistol whippings. Assorted, <laughs> yeah, assorted. A plethora, spread, a plethora. Spread the wealth. He was an equal opportunity pistol whipper. <laughs> At various times, he was officially accused of murder, attempted murder, malicious mischief, illegal possession of firearms, and assaulting a police officer, but invariably beat the charges. Because he's from a fucking connected family. Because he's connected, and obviously, well, what if the cop, 
that was on the plane was a, like, maybe that was the whole plan to kill that cop, right? Because he's out here a bad boy. He's out here pistol whipping. He's out here tr- killing people. Maybe he was like, I'm taking you down with me, copper. Yeah. I did, well, yeah, he probably just pistol. And I, and I would just say that, you know, it's very, if you're, if you do engage in illegal activities and you're royal, they never, uh, you always are criminally held accountable, you know. <laughs> just look at what's always. happening currently with Prince Philip, who's just going to sweat the rest of his life out in some <laughs> little palace shed. <laughs> I believe it was photoshopped. Really? <laughs> I don't think I have a right arm. <laughs> if memory serves, my right arm was gone when that picture was taken. <laughs> He died two weeks before he was due to be arraigned in the Pasig Court near Manila on charges of attempted homicide. So he had another. He had to just killed another okay. or attempted. He tried bad, to kill another person. Bad boy. But also D.B. Cooper. Okay, now I'm saying he might not be dead. The Whoa. charges. Oh, the charges grew out of a nightclub shooting a year ago in which two brothers were wounded in a gun battle in front of the Basfeed nightclub. A favorite haunt. The brothers identified Laurel and his bodyguards as the gunman. Mm. I really like the Naomi theory that this guy is still there. Think about it. He came back. I, he was so close to being home, like 150 a, miles. He's a royal. Royal. I mean, he is he's pistol whipping cops, and then he's helicoptering with them. Think him. about it. Think about Think it. Think about he's, it. He is probably, I mean, what was he? He was 31, and this was in 1970. So he's so yeah he's he'd probably be, he'd dead. almost be he'd almost be forty years old by now. <laughs> I am Naomi. I'll just point out I'm very I'm able to quickly calculate numbers in a way mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. I can just I'm, they call me the human calculator. So I'm yeah, just kind of yeah, able yeah, to yeah. like somebody no, who yeah. hated school just like exactly that. Yep. exactly yep. yeah I you hated it because I was so bored. You were a bad boy. I, I was like I know all the answers. <laughs> yeah, I was a bad boy. <laughs> I was writing boobs on the calculator. <laughs> Come on. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.
All right, here's one. Oh boy. Oh, bad. Drugs, boy? drugs spur animal sex life, uh, but it's oh, too okay. early. But it's too early to tell effect on human beings. What page is this? this uh, how is this in the same paper about how to have comfortable conversations? <laughs> Can you bang a rat? <laughs> no, no. It would really be like, rats be fucking. Am I right? Like, that's how you start the conversation. Did you hear? Uh, <laughs> Did you hear? A lot of... <laughs> you still got the ale and rubbing your crotch. I can't shake it all at once. Did you hear? People be out here fucking rats. <laughs> What's your name? I'm Ted. <laughs> All right, so well, I'm excited well, to hear where this. I guy, know. I'm like, what is, is this? this? Is this an editorial where a guy's like, you should be able to marry a calf? <laughs> <laughs> a this calf is, isn't even legal. Animal like age. I like them young. Um, I like my oh. cows young. This is page twelve, and it's right next to the um, the the wedding announcements. <laughs> oh, but please, uh, Herbert Clarksman and a goat are also being wed. <laughs> oh, they're registered at a feed store. Anyway, yeah. okay. Researchers at the National Heart Institute, Bethesda, Maryland, have found uh, the heart a- wants what it wants. <laughs> have found a drug that can st- stimulate sexual activity in animals. And okay. there's one case where it might have had the same effect on a woman. Uh, okay. Wait, what just okay. happened? This is... Uh, our, okay. This also, is so... Can we all agree that animals is like a very vague and wide-ranging uh, term? Oh, yeah. Okay, yes, just yes. animals. Just and animals. Also, animals. And then... Who was this poor woman? <laughs> it was poor it's, woman. A, it's clearly a guy's wife or girlfriend that works there. He's just like, hey, so he, I gave he, I gave this to a bunch of hamsters today. Can you put shows, this in your mouth? It just it just does show you how fucked the perspective is when the headline isn't you know, woman takes animal drug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead, like, animals might be made to be more flirtatious. A woman accidentally tried it. Though technically not an animal, a woman also had it. <laughs> it's just like, so, like they, the headline is very non-compassionate. Uh, has a true aphrodisiac, a drug that increases sexual desire in humans, finally been found? One of the researchers, Dr. Gian Gessa, spoke continuously of this possibility in a phone interview. Continuously, He wouldn't shut the fuck up, to be honest. He kept (laughs) saying it. It's an aphrodisiac. It's an aphrodisiac. It's an aphrodisiac. It's an aphrodisiac. All right. Doctor, doctor, can we ask you something else? It's an aphrodisiac. The rats rats be fucking. Uh, All right. We're good. We are good. We We got all we need. Thanks so much for taking the time. It's very continuous. Uh, it is too early to know, but he said this marks the first time that a drug has been shown to have such an effect even on an animal. Uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, is that the article? Because Oh, no, I there's had, much more. Okay, good, because my thinking is, also, what does this have to do with the Heart Institute? Y'all need to be over here talking about <laughs> cardiovascular. You need to be talking about exercise. You need to be talking about cutting your fats. You over here trying to get animals uh, horny? That's, that's not right. related. How did you get that grant money? How did you get that grant money? <laughs> yeah. And at, and at some point, can we circle back on the woman? <laughs> From the press corps. You mentioned the woman before. We're all a little, hmm? 
Uh, guess and two colleagues, all visiting scientists from Italy at the. Mm. Oh, there you go. Fucking well, there you go. Hey, there it's you okay, go. huh? Hey, you like a fucker? <laughs> hey. Uh, so uh, reported in the journal Science uh, that the experimental drug, uh, whatever I'm not going to say that name, chlorpheniramine. <laughs> had produced sexual excitement in both rats and rabbits. Oh, like it's hard to produce sexual excitement in a fucking rabbit. I know that's all they do. I would yeah. love to see. I would love to see what a sexually excited rabbit looks like. Because they're all like ready to go. <laughs> I'll send you one of my. I'll send you one of my videos. <laughs> I'm good. I'm very. I'm all. Thank you, sir. <laughs> when combined with a drug called uh, pargoline. Sure. They said male rats' sexual excitation lasted for several hours and oh usually reached a climax with all the animals in one cage attempting to mount each other at the same time. What? So they just oh. made a fucking rat bang? No, they fucking they invented a furry pile. But I mean, the the way that that is put, it's very seventies. By the way, it's like we put yeah. a bunch of beings in a room, and there was cum everywhere when we came back. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bunch of keys science. and a goldfish ball, and we said, "That's the Heart Institute for you. That's the work we're doing. The heart well, wants what it wants." Just the idea that someone was like, "This is great. We made a bunch of rats try to fuck each other in a cage." Everyone's yeah. like, "That's not great." For but hours man. we watched. We watched for hours as they just continued to climax after climax. <laughs> Anyway, we're here for more funding, and here's why we deserve it. <laughs> in rabbits, the uh, in rabbits, the result was compulsion, compulsive sexual behavior that lasted up to three days. Jeez. What? That's like meth. Yeah, they invented <laughs> <That> meth. Is... <laughs> wow. Uh, all the animals given PCPA have been males so far. Buddy indicated he is confident the drug will have the same effect on females. But what about humans, you ask? You asked. Uh, we're not ready to ask that I question, know, by I the really way. We're like, we're years of research away from asking the, <laughs> oh, what no. about humans. Once you They've just a put a bunch of, of male mice in a cage. Like, they came a bunch on each other. Well, if you're, if you're a doctor uh, I am. And, you, and you see about 40 rats fucking each other in a cage, your first thought is, where's a lady? <laughs> we're ready for. I think we're ready for humans. Are we all thinking the same thing? It's time to get a human in here. Huh? I mean, how long do we need to prove this theory? He told of one case where a woman being treated with this drug for intestinal for an intestinal tumor became very sexually excited and was chasing everybody. What? The f- Why are you saying this woman had a tumor and they gave her rat horny pill and then she was like, "Doctor, I would like to have sex." <laughs> Is that what you're telling me the sequence of events is? (laughs) It's in quotes, chasing everybody. (laughs) She was probably furious. She's like, I thought this was chemotherapy. They're like, sort of. It's come up. The solution was to allow her husband to stay with her in the hospital. (laughs) No, that's not what it said. That's not the solution either. I swear to God, that's what it says. The solution? (laughs) The solution was a prescription of husband. What? Oh shit! That's a fucking amazing. Uh, have other wild. instances? God, have what other- a great, what a rich, great history we have. In <laughs> Always putting humans first. Uh, have other instances of sexual excitement in persons on PCPA gone unreported because no one was looking for this effect or didn't want to fucking own up to the fact that they were wanting to bang everybody? <laughs> uh, 
So it is also, yeah, it's it amazing that they're like, it'll be all male rats. Like, should we try it on humans? Like, well, a woman. One sick woman. 40, <laughs> 40 male woman. rats or one we'll 40, sick we, woman. We say we think that these 40, 40 rats make up one ill woman. Exactly. <laughs> you know, these rats are bad boys. <laughs> so what's going on? Come on. Uh, <laughs> Holy this, shit. Oh, this fuck. What? What? I mean, okay, this so is, this wait. Is the medicine supposed to be for cancer? Do you see what I'm saying? We're not we're not answering questions <laughs> about the medication at this time. We're not really ready to jump into that part of it just yet, honestly. But we what we know is the woman and her husband are still in the room. And that's all we have. And we're ready for market, we believe. <laughs> what I'm taking from this is that they had a cancer medication for tumors, and then one lady took it. And she wanted to fuck all the time, and they're like, "Oh, this is the magic pill." <laughs> that's that's very. I mean, that's what ha- that's like uh, with Chantix when they were like, it was a like a sleep aid, and then they start people quitting smoking. They're like, "That's what we were inventing. It was a smoking thing. That's what it was. We're ready for market." <laughs> uh, you guys want some uh, letters to the editor? Absolutely. I, don't know. I call them letters. Letters walked out of movie. Oh. Two to the oh. editor. We have just seen the movie Goodbye Columbus at our local theater. I should say, from seeing part of the movie, it was so disgusting and revolting that we walked out sick from it and demanded a refund. We got two free passes to see a children's movie. I wonder how many parents realize the kind of filth their teenagers see. It's no wonder America is so full of moral decay. Mrs. Joe Vanberg. What, what is it called? Goodbye Columbus? Goodbye Columbus. Why? Very... Why would you tell the editor that and not, like, Metro Goldwyn Mayor? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, whoever made the motion picture. I don't understand why he's telling that to the Star Tribune. It is so fucking true. It's like, it's, I mean, why did they print it? They were like, this is important. This will take up. You know, we don't need to follow up on that cancer woman that they gave the bang pill to. This lady left a movie. Goodbye, Columbus. Oh, that's the. Allie McGraw film. Uh It's an Ally McGraw film oh, from um, Richard Love Benjamin. Story. Oh, it's based on a Philip Roth uh, novella. Oh, Lord. So, you know. And this uh, is for teenagers? She's worried that I know. It's, it's clearly not for It's an adult film. I don't know what she's even talking about. Oh, it's about. got Jack Klugman in it. Well, then there you go. <laughs> well, Could teenagers oh, get, are going uh, to see. Sorry, the tag is every father's daughter is a virgin. Okay, well, this is on you. Okay, oh, this is on you for seeing this motion picture. This took a turn. This took a turn. Wow. Oh my goodness. 73% okay. of people liked it on Rotten Tomatoes. Or no, it has a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, we have to see really? this. Really? We have to see yeah, this. I'm going to write a letter to the editor from the, yeah, this page. You should. God, uh, so, so this is okay. Before YouTube comments, people were just like, "I'm mad yeah, about some right. stuff that happened." Okay, yeah, yeah. these are these are a hundred percent just like tweets and shit you put on Facebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. This one, this guy's just mad. Okay. New decade is a year away. To the editor, I am fed up with all the news columnists, television commentators, and other supposedly intelligent people blithely claiming 1970 as the beginning of a new decade, which is still a year in the future. The facts are as follows. (laughs) Oh, jeez. There was no year zero. Thus, the first decade Uh, compromised the years one through ten, and the second, the years eleven through 
20, and the third, 21 through. Each decade starts with a year ending in one and ends with a year ending in zero. Thus, the current decade began on January 1st, 1961, and will end on December 31st, 1970. Don't fucking stop me! I'm glad I will not be around in the year 2000 when most people will believe the new century and millennium will have, will have begun. Of course, this event will not be here until January 1st, 2001. Wow. What Goodbye, was his Columbus. name? His Dave, name. Curtis, <laughs> Curtis Anderson of Coon Rapids. Coon so Rapids? Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm just being so stupid now. But that, so that is an um, actually. That's a person who needs to read the book about how to have a conversation. Because if that's what they're bringing to the dinner party, they're not getting invited back. They're not getting invited back. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is a, it's, I, I've, I, have you ever heard that before, Dave? Yeah. You have heard that. Okay. I've, I've heard, heard it. Me neither. Yeah, I've heard it, but it's also not something you get mad about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just like, hey, how about we have a party? He's like, party! You can have a party, but not for a decade party! You can see everywhere he goes, it's just simmering at people like, hey, Jim, yeah. what's going on? He's like, the year! Zero is not the beginning. All right, hey, okay. look, man, okay. I just wanted to like, happy yeah, New Year, Curtis. Hey, Curtis, happy I, New Year, I, bud. I, I, yeah, fuck you. Happy New Year. Listen uh, to me, Coach. I, I, I just, I, we left a poinsettia on your desk. Uh, I want to be, be dead in the year two thousand. <laughs> okay, because I can't, uh, I can't take it. Okay, cool, Curtis. Good to see you. I'm gonna go back to. Good my to dad. see you too. I sent a letter of conversation to see <laughs> It might get better. Oh no! Uh, oh, here, here's a here's a here's a classic mini, uh, Minneapolis. Jose, salute to police force. Oh God, oh, Lord. dear editor, it makes me angry when I pick up the paper and learn that a boy has been shot by a, a policeman. And what? right away, uh, people blame the policeman. Did it ever occur to them that if the boys weren't stealing, they would not be shot at? It is simple as that. My hat is off. My hat is off to our wonderful police force. Stella Tip. Uh, oh, uh, 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 boot, uh, boot. Oh my God, Minneapolis! <laughs> I mean, uh, it's that up? really, it really is. Uh, I mean, I wish that more people were able to see the unevolved thought. Yes. But I mean, oh yeah, it is the Doesn't that is the all. exact same perspective. Yeah. They are rioting. Yeah, right. he did. They did something bad. That's why they got shot. Right. You're like, if you steal yeah, what if, food, you should die. Yeah. <laughs> Stella. It's the okay, greatest back. Got your and, back, sis. Yeah, it is. It, we still are fought. Like, we do still. It is a, It is still. That thought is still so widely supported. <laughs> I mean, oh, I won't even get into it. But it is, um, it is fucking incredible to hear. Literally, that could be in a paper in Minneapolis uh, today. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. That's, so that's, Sean cool. Han- that's Sean Hannity's show every night. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, Lord. Oh, here. So we'll end with this uh, letter to the paper, which is another guy that's mad about stuff. <laughs> is it all dudes? <laughs> oh, no. no the first it's actually, it's actually no, the... there's, more, there's more women than men. Okay. Really? Okay. Um, leave the moon alone. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's, you know what I mean? Let's hear the person conversation started. Sure. Conversation started. I would say this person, yeah. To the editor, a space agency scientist proposes to blow up the moon to see what is inside. It is possible scientists must have something to play with, but could they not leave our little old moon alone? Let us not destroy its beauty, as some of us have destroyed the beauty I've switched the sides, by the way. I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm on the... 
the author side of this. <laughs> that's, like, that's a Mr. Show sketch. <laughs> it is a Mr. Show sketch. <laughs> Where they're talking about blowing up the moon. Are you so talking they, about... Is that true? Right. Was, Do they actually want to, or is this guy Yeah, like, was that talked about, or is this person just out of their mind? I, I just Googled it, and, oh, military chiefs plan to blow up the moon with nuclear... <laughs> no! <laughs> Dave, that has to Wait, be a dollop. No. U.S. military chiefs plan to blow up the moon with nuclear bomb as shown uh, to show Cold War muscle. Plan? Plan to? To show uh, Cold War muscle? <laughs> that's what I'm focused uh, on. Take that, Ruskies. Oh, that now there's no that. moon. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Suck it, Russian. You know, that could be you next. Wow. You think I'd say, that- like, good night, moon. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. detonate. I don't know the sound, but you know. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be that- too loud because it'd be so far away, but we would just hear, like, a... <laughs> there it is. It's gone. Yeah, that was in. Uh, well, that was in 1957. And I yeah. love that we are. I love that it's always the Red Scare, and it's like that we will prove to Russia that we will not stand for their bullshit. So we are going to blow up the moon. <laughs> <laughs> that'll teach. That'll show people who's on the right side of history. Oh, yeah, right. no, this is it, not, NASA considered blowing up the moon in 1969. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, How do you still get money when you're NASA? Like if uh, NASA at one point was like, let's blow up the moon, it would be like, okay, you're no more NASA. Do you All know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Be like, yeah, the, you've sort of lost the thread. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... I, it would not shock me if I were to read Elon Musk write something along the lines of yeah. like, we need to blow up the moon. It's yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. We need to get rid of it. Uh, just aesthetically speaking, it gets in the way of too much. People would be like, yeah. Or if we said we were going to make phone batteries out of it, people would be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> well, fuck I could yeah. see that being someone's solution to climate change, right? If moons control totally. the tides, they're like, okay, we'll get the waters down by destroying the moon. Well, yeah. when you hear about the plans, the all the plans to combat climate change within the tent of capitalism, it is you're like it's what you're saying. It's you're always like, could we just stop using oil? No, 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 no. We will <laughs> blow up the moon, and then that will cloud the sun, and it'll buy us some time, and then we can still make money forever. Isn't that great? What a good system! Oh my god, we are. I, by the way, I'm now. I, it's shocking that there is not a sect of the population demanding for the moon to blow up it today. <laughs> Honestly, I'm sure if you did a Google search, you would find your people. Okay? I oh, believe they're there. They I got a plan get, for that. I want to get in that chat. So. <laughs> Finally, find my group. Sick of it, too. <laughs> oh, here is, here is some climate, here's some climate change. There's uh, a climate change story. Uh, the Earth climate has changed often in three billion years. Well, I mean, it's three billion years. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of our attitude now. <laughs> Over a man's lifetime, the climate of the Earth changes little, but since the birth of the planet on which we live, the climate has undergone great variations. Scientists have peered into the distant past and have found evidence for long stretches of warmth interspersed with very cold periods. So, over three billion years, yep, it gets hotter or colder. So that Very might not stuff. have been the it might not have been the article I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean, basically, that again would be today, right? Right. They'd Sometimes like, it's hot. Sometimes it's yeah. cold. There's snow in Colorado. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> uh, oh shit! We got a theft. Uh, Ward's theft loss is ten thousand dollars. Who's Ward's? Ward's Montgomery Ward's. 
which is for those who are too uh, young, it is a a department store, which Mm -hmm. was a store that Uh had everything in it. Mm -hmm. Several mink coats, capes, Stoles and hats. I love the cape. I love the cape. I was like, cape hey. who, who did I go think to... I'll. I wanted that appearance that I can fly. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you, know, you. You know the thing is, is the place you always went to get your capes was Montgomery Wards. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like going to. Do you have any Supermans? <laughs> mm. But it's funny because my first thought is like a team of drag queens. Do you know what I mean? Because when I hear like oh, yeah. mink stoles, <laughs> yeah, some yeah. furs, some capes, I'm yeah. thinking drama capes. You're thinking Halloween capes, and I'm uh, no, 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 no. I'm velvet. thinking super. I'm thinking actual superhero capes. But uh-huh. you're right; it is more adroit to the uh, Halloween variety for sure. <laughs> I my like your angle too. My brain immediately went to like a guy with an 1800s cape that he threw in the mud so a lady could walk over the wow. mud. Oh, okay. Really? Uh huh. Uh-huh. We could do a podcast called Capes. Anyway, we'll, <laughs> let's sidebar on it after, because there's three hot cape takes here. Uh, so, with a total value of more than $10,000, have been stolen from the Montgomery Ward store at Apache Plaza. Okay. No, what a About, testament, obviously. Lovely. Right. Another <laughs> there's, uh, white man again giving back. <laughs> We're it's, sorry. Here's a mall. It's, it's so. <laughs> Doesn't it's that so, make y'all feel better? <laughs> it's so great how terrible this story is. Not only are there just mink coats, but it's also named Apache Plaza. Like they're just yeah. <laughs> right. We get it here. <clears throat> About forty mink pieces were taken at four a.m. Sunday by thieves who entered the building by breaking a plate glass door with a baseball bat. Well, that's how you do it. Hello. That that's no bomb, baby. Yeah. Uh, much more effective. Much more. The bat was yeah. The also, bomb guy was like bats. Good. <laughs> the bat was also used to break a case holding uh, the furs. So yeah, mm-hmm. just bring a bat, and you get ten thousand yep. bucks Pretty with the four a.m. Sunday. And then what? And then what? How do you fence a bunch of furs? Like it just seems. This is what I'm saying. You're not fencing. You're trying to look fabulous. That's right. <laughs> I think I'm starting to come around to Naomi's side on this one, Dave. There is. There was a basement drag show in Minneapolis. Okay. And it was popping off like a week after this event. And we don't know it could, about it. I, I could also see the caped being the ones who were like, we got to get rid of that nasty moon. <laughs> so nefarious. Devilish moon. Do you have any mustache wax? We have a plan to blow up part of space. Here, here's a guy and he's holding a, like a, it looks like a pocket type thing that's black in the middle. And it says mini lung. Dr. W.R. Spence of Salt Lake City, Utah, demonstrated a mini lung he developed to show how much tar gets into a smoker's lung from a single cigarette. Okay. There's a lot. Mini lung. A lot to unpack is what you're feeling, Gary. A lot. Uh, That's what I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His device is used extensively as a classroom teaching aid. He's in Minneapolis to point out health hazards in smoking during no smoking week. Oh my no god. Smoking week at Apache oh. Plaza. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean no, I there is something it, it it is amazing that there was a guy who was like, These are bad for you. Meanwhile, they're like, Man, we have no evidence of that in court under like oath, you know. Like, we've never seen anything like that. Besides this weirdo with his little weird mini lung that he lives with. We think he has sex with it, to be honest. <laughs> Oh shit! This is an ad for the paper. Jose is—I'm sorry. Jose is going fucking crazy. Wait, I didn't know Jose would also be on this podcast. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't you I mean, I hoped. Can you bring? I mean, I saw his his image. You know, the the painting of him. He was just you. here, and then he was like, "I'll do the scratching post near the mic." And then he's been jumping up on the kitchen. I've just been seeing like behind me, yeah. like this is just not good. like stuff where I'm like, I'm gonna come once I can turn the corner. I'm gonna be like, "How did he find ham? I don't <laughs> eat meat. How did he get ham in here? How was there ham?" All right, sorry. <clears throat> so this is a, an ad in the paper for. The few, okay. Wednesday, ideas for snowtime hot drinks. Looking for a great hot drinks. Sorry. <laughs> Looking hey. for great hot drinks to warm the whole family on cold winter days and nights? <laughs> then turn to the taste section Wednesday and a feature by Beth Anderson on snowtime hot drinks. Okay, a teaser. <laughs> For the yeah. paper, in the paper, uh-huh. but it's not news. It's just like something out of Red Book. Hot drinks, tea. It, May I say tea? A, after that, yeah. coffee? After that, hot chocolate? Yeah, End of list. <laughs> what, or, or is it like a toddy list? <laughs> just one kind of toddy. Just I know. I really like how, if, especially if you're in Minneapolis, you're like, yeah, we know. It gets fucking, fr- we know. We're aware. Have you tried lava? <laughs> For the whole family. Hot drinks. Coming Wednesday to the Star <laughs> Tribune. Well, by the way, what a tough what a tough break to have drinks week during non-smoking week. It's just those two would love to hold hands. <laughs> Holy shit. There's a fucking story here about Fred Hampton being killed. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. What, Safety what page? Called. What page? Uh, it is on page 22. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's not even listening. Praise, oh praising my God. the cops early. <laughs> he's what? He's not even the number one. Oh my God! Safety called reason for timing a Panther raid. The leader of a black, the leader of a police raid in which two Black Panther Party leaders were slain on Monday, said the raid was carried out, carried out before dawn because of safety factors. Uh, and then it says Clark, twenty two, a party leader from Peoria, was slain in the raid. And then it says also killed in the shooting, Fred Hampton. Wow. You know, it, wow. <sighs> That's wow. Funny. The greatest voice of a generation killed. <laughs> yeah. Just nestle it, it in there under. Yeah. We were being no, safe. Like, it, it is also amazing, like, the way that, you know, when you have the time in between things. Like, I was watching this thing on um, Martin Luther King versus the FBI, and it's. It's amazing now how all the people that embrace, you know, are like, God, thank you for Dr. King. So yeah. it would be the same yep. fucking people back oh, then yeah. who would be like tapping his phone. Yeah. Get rid of and, him. Get yeah, rid and of not, him. And not giving a shit when he was killed, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so well, even here, it's just even here, it has the nice like police skew. Like the reason why the raid was carried out <laughs> early was for, you know, it's just like, no, yeah. they fucking assassinated it. Well, especially and when I hate the use, there's something, I mean, you know, there's always funky wording, but specifically there's something about the word slain that yeah. I hate because it's yeah. both passive while also trying to connote almost like a highbrow element to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like was yeah. killed is already like, Ooh, yeah. what happened? It's like, yeah. he was slain. In a right. poem. You know, and it's like very dramatic. And it's like, you mean they came in and shot him? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's more of a slaying if you... Uh, <laughs> like we don't like murder. Like a vampire. Well, let's sort of, he had a cape. I mean, we did see capes nearby. I'll be honest. It was a bit of a Van Helsing. What we had... We think he was a... Van Helsing is what we were dealing with. That's why we had to go before dawn. <laughs> um, 
That's yeah, fucking cr- page 22. 22. I mean, it just shows you why and also, it's always important to ignore all of mainstream media. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, so, okay, now also on page uh, 22, don't be a stay-at-home because of facial hair. Embarrassment. Same, uh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm going to need you to take mm-hmm. it back. <laughs> I'm also going to request a uh, skip back if that's cool, Dave. <laughs> so it's a lady. She's got her hands like this, and she's looking sad. Her hands right. on her so, face looking sad. Hands on her face she's looking sad. Um, don't be a stay-at-home because of facial hair. Embarrassment caused by hair blemishes turns many otherwise lovely women into chronic stay-at-homes. Ugh. Chronic stay-at-homes. I've also. Sense. I think we should bring back the phrase "phrase stay-at-home." Stay-at-home. That's all of we're us. All, you know, in COVID, we're all I was really stay-at-home right now. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say I've been a chronic stay-at-home for a long time. Beard or no? <laughs> so this is consci- this is like. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Some are conscious of the reason; others not. It often hides behind a too much trouble excuse or unexpressed feelings of insecurity about your appearance. The sensible thing to do is have hair blemishes removed at once. Get them out of sight and out of mind permanently. This is easy to accomplish now with Gregory Thermolysis. Thermolysis? Thermolysis? Thermolysis. That's his name? Gregory That sounds like the guy's going to blow up the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Gregory Thermolysis. It's not, it's not Thermolysis. Thermolysis. (laughs) Cold Isis. We must bomb them. Uh, for Gregory has overcome the three objections women raised to permanent hair removal, slowness, dip, discomfort, and expense. Okay, Gregory. What a guy. What Consider a- many women in four countries are having such large areas as arms and legs cleared of ugly hair by their gentle Gregory technicians. And a lot of them catch up on their reading or sleeping while the work is being done. Doesn't that speak well for the speed, comfort, and reasonable cost of a thermolysis? But even stronger actually, (laughs) if you're sleeping, it's taking a while. Okay? If you have time for a REM cycle, that is long term. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's that's an operation. It truly, truly is an operation. (laughs) Beep. Beep. We've almost got it off her legs, doctor. (laughs) Beep. Put the thermolysis on her. (laughs) Beep. Beep. Well, it's uh, also, it is like, I mean, you know, it's amazing because it is such a given now that those are taken care of. And it all would, it all is rooted in, you know, societal shame. And I wonder where that was coming from. Right. right. <laughs> I wonder who it's like. Ugh. It was Dr. Gregory. Like, yes, that's how I you mean, start your business. You walk around, you go. Basically. Yeah. She's a beast. Ugh. She's a beast. And then Ugh. he's like, I can help you with that with my thermolysis. Over three nights, we'll put you in a mini coma, and I'll shorn you. <laughs> we'll make a sweater out of you, ladies. <laughs> You'll wake up hairless it, and pregnant. My hair. We overstepped. <laughs> we took the hair off your head. I'm so sorry. It's uh, it's electrolysis, and they eventually moved into laser hair removal. That's it really was, wow. Yeah. It was uh, named after Dorothy uh, Gregory, an electrologist who, and then she died in 1997, and all the chains went away. But she had 20, 20 clinics. Wow. wow. Holy Fucking shit. Fucking wild shit. It's like a, um, it's like right. a Vic Tanny when I was a kid. Uh, who's, What's Vic what? Tanny? You guys, that was a Midwest uh, tanning place. 
I wasn't trying to tell you that. I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar I'm with not that sure. lifestyle. I don't see colors, so it's very hard for me to address what this is. Uh, I, th- I don't even know if it was tanning. I think it was. I believe it was. That's so funny. So, like, would people tan in the Midwest, like, in winter to be like, look, it's uh, not so bleak? Would, Is that what you would, would do? Be, you know what I mean? It would be like, I'm trying to think of, it, almost people became, like, panthers, where it was like, <laughs> they became so much more tan, the hair became more blonde, and yes. you're like, holy fuck, they looked like they were Siegfried and Roy, <laughs> Okay, so this is, <clears throat> there's a little section called Mr. Fix-It. Mr. Fix-It sure. will answer your question, tackle, tackle your problem, plead your case. Right I him. feel like this whole paper has been Mr. Fix-It. <laughs> this whole paper really feels like a QVC episode. It, you know it, what I mean? it feel, except the ads are the news. Right, exactly. Yeah, this <laughs> paper, it feels like the ads <laughs> Yeah. So there's a question this guy's like asking, like, I, I got this, this company, is it a real company? And this other one is like, how much does it cost to get an electrical, electrical engineering degree? Do I and have then- a company? Is a great company. <laughs> Am I running a company, Mr. Fix-It? <laughs> I don't think so, Chad, if you're asking that question. And then there's this question. Recently, I heard that Como Lake is a man-made lake. True or false? <laughs> Mr. Oh, Mr. Wait, fix what it. does it have to do with Mr. Fix-It? Yeah, it, it's, what is, he's like, I'm going to fix it into a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fix-It. Como Lake is a natural lake. It was. Uh, there should be some microwave questions in there, by the way. <laughs> my Mr. microwave Fix is leaking. It. How do I stop the radiation from destroying me and my family? My wife hates me. Mr. Fix-It, what's the move? <laughs> anyway, it's a natural lake. I'm allergic so. to pears, Mr. Fix-It. <laughs> Mr. Fix-It, he's just Google. Exactly. <laughs> he's asked Jeeves, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Poor guy was like, are there any, like... Like I'm a mechanic. They're like, no, this uh, they're having trouble at home. He's like, I mean, I guess I don't. Yes, I'm really like a tool out. guy. Well, see, this is why when people say print is dead, you're like, yeah, it should be, should yeah. be. They <laughs> had pages to fill. They had pages uh, to fill up in here. Not much different. Not much different. <laughs> Here's a great ad. It's it just I'm looking at all these ads. Just look like stories. It's it's amazing because. Uh, you always read these in the papers from the 1800s, but I can't believe they went on this long. And uh, actually, they probably still have them, but they just they seem... still do. There's a lot of times where you'll see stuff in papers, and you'll just it, you. I mean, if you're a cognitive human, you are able to discern that it is an ad. But the every part of it is like breakthrough in laser hair right. removal. And you're like, oh, yeah. whoa. When did they legally have to start writing? This is an advertisement, advertisement. in yeah. like you know the small font at the very yeah, bottom. Right, yeah, right. yeah, and, that's and true. negotiating the font where they're like <laughs> should be like that so people know they're like well we're thinking maybe it's tinier than the actual print font. Like, <laughs> yeah, little cheddar will help make that happen. <laughs> okay, so this one says advertisement at the top, but the headline is Doctor OK's this hemorrhoid treatment for. I like that the name is Doctor OK. Doctor, OK. I'm Doctor <laughs> OK, and I've got butthole stuff. Doctor uh, OK is this hemorrhoid treatment for New Jersey couple's son. Treatment shrinks piles, relieves pain in most cases. Well, Wharton, New Jersey, Mister and Mrs. Of course, C. M. it's Wharton. <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Who? Mister and Mrs. C M Jeffers report. Quote, our son suffered from hemorrhoids. I asked the doctor hey, about preparation. Hey, can you not do that interview, Mom? <laughs> Is there any way to just take, play the fifth or something? Well, honey, you... they wanted to know why you haven't been in school. I had I to tell know, them but it was the hemorrhoids. You say I had the sore throat or something. 
But honey, you won't even sit in your own chair. Hot mom, stop talking to the man. <laughs> so anyway, we went to a lovely doctor. We, we were said, so worried. <laughs> My boy won't sit, and he won't let me look at it because I'm his mother. <laughs> Will you take a look at what's going on, doctor? By the way, we did look when he was sleeping, doctor. We want to be honest, and it is a goddamn nightmare in there. It is piles of piles. Oh, it's like Braille. <laughs> What's he eating? Jesus. <laughs> Thumbtacks. I asked the doctor about Preparation H, and he gave us the okay. Our son is now fine, thanks to Preparation H. By the way, that product should not have preparation in its name. It is a (laughs) post-procedure. You're not preparing for much. Well, but also, I think it's really funny that this is an ad for Preparation H, but they were like, Let's take the family schoolboy approach. Do you know what I mean? Like being like, yeah, who can all latch on? Okay, there's a teen. There's a teen. His butt hurts. His parents need help. Who is he? Come on, guys, let's pitch around it. Exactly. It's like, but wouldn't what? Wouldn't the target demo be like a forty-five-year-old person? Older people, absolutely. Yeah, a teen. Yeah, (laughs) just like he's out there skateboarding, getting piles. Because they yeah. don't want you to think you're old because you have hemorrhoids, yeah, right? They're like, right. hemorrhoids are for everybody. Even the cool Oh, it's kids like get butt acne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Come There's uh, the Scotch Mist Lounge on 11th and LaSalle uh, in downtown Minneapolis is having uh, a lingerie fashion show during noon lunches, Monday through Friday, 1130 to 2 p.m. 1130 to 2? Whose lunch is that? And a lingerie fashion show in the That's middle right. of the... Work day. That's right. <laughs> and that's all, probably a lot of dudes just taking like wet martini exactly. lunches, just exactly. like, she is there, dude. Gentlemen, you have to buy something this week. We're shopping. We're shopping. Uh, it, inc- it includes Hawaiian and modern dance. What? All two? All two? All, all two. In the lingerie. Awesome. It's very, very clear. Uh, great marketing, obviously. Uh, all right, so let's let's end with this. Uh, this is a columnist. What if this just, Naomi? What if this kept going for like another forty-five minutes? You're like, these guys are like, it's going to be an hour. We're just like going like for deep into the page. Like, I think he's reading every single page. Of the Dave's paper. doing microfiche now. <laughs> Well, I, honestly, it looks like you would be, you are at a microfiche. Yeah, I like to picture that. Yeah, yeah it looks like you're at a microfiche because when you like scroll up and stuff, and I'm like, oh my God, he's getting. I want to get him a jeweler's loop. I feel like that'll really help sell the vision. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yes. Okay, so this is columnist Will Jones. Uh, and uh, in, his, uh, in his column here, there's a picture of Alfred Hitchcock, and it says under the picture, Alfred Hitchcock, is he kidding? Fat, rich, jolly old I can answer. Alfred. Fat, rich, jolly old Alfred Hitchcock is having uh, all us on. I say that in preference to reporting that poor, dear, misguided old Alfred Hitchcock has goofed again after watching his latest movie, Topaz. The latter guess Mm -hmm. is the one in which I believe. But he goes on to shit all over uh, Alfred. Okay, so that's fine. Um, And then the bottom here, the bottom part of his... The Pat O'Brien anthem, Star Spangled Banner isn't singable, eh? Oh, that's what the Carpers have been saying for some years now, so the Super Bowl producers gave us a switch, Pat O'Brien shouting it. 
Now the question is, is the Star Spangled Banner shoutable? The effect intended may have been something akin to Rockney urging us all to get in there and win win one more for the Gipper, the role that O'Brien what once is, What are these words? I feel well. like this guy just put a bunch of bumper stickers into a collar. <laughs> I understand. Shoutable Gipper. It's like it's like fridge magnet poetry, but the article. <laughs> <laughs> then some of the magnets fell off the fridge. Yeah, now you're just trying to figure it out. <laughs> I think there should be a verb in here somewhere. It's just a bunch of slander. I, lo- I love it. Like, like it's like like you can see this on TV or the radio. But a guy shouting in the paper, you're just like, okay, I can't. Well, I also <laughs> like the idea that he's base. Is he not basically saying a dude shouted the national anthem, which is yeah. the greatest way to sing it ever? <laughs> oh, say, can you say by the dawn's early light? Okay. Okay. What so proudly we have? No, I'm not even gonna do it. I will finish. It's like that anthem is ruined. Uh, oh my goodness! Fuck. I well, also, whenever I hear Pat O'Brien, I just think pervy access Hollywood guy or whatever. That's he right. Was. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. He was pervy. I forgot about that. Yeah, they recorded him going like, "I'm gonna do coke off you," and that's. Oh like, yeah. Oh, we'll get oh yeah. 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 I, I. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, totally. I don't. Okay, he was. He was a long-time you know, he, CBS. He was like he was like a sports guy, football mostly, right? It was like this he tape. It. He did a bunch of stuff. He was like yeah, a Hollywood guy or whatever. And then yeah. the vet, they like someone recorded him like, like he, it was like the next day he was like, obviously I'm going to rehab. But he was like <laughs> he left someone a voicemail where he was going like, basically he's saying like he's leaving someone a voicemail and he's like saying we'll get a couple of girls over here for you and then we'll just yeah. do all this coke and I'll just fuck you and just do all this and it was like oh he was like the guy who was Lord. like yeah he was like I talked to Michael Jordan before the game and then he was like I will snort coke out of you and then I'll fuck you with cocaine and it'll be great and then the next I'm day he's like I have a yeah. problem and I want to address it I want to grow from this yeah it was a really it was so it was like I'm gonna eat your ass I'm gonna eat my ass yeah <laughs> and like it yeah. was just like I wish I wish he said he was gonna eat his own ass that would have been like the peak of any voicemail. I, I think it's ass. great that he left that at a voicemail. Can you imagine getting a sexual voicemail of that nature? Like, here are the here's what I plan to do. Here's the set list for tonight's sexual. <laughs> and then he just lists everything. A like, voicemail. A vo- I mean, to, to feel comfortable being like, I can trust her. Exactly. Like, she's cool. going to be in her house with her. It's you okay. Know? My... My career's hanging on this voicemail, technically, but whatever. She's cool. She does drugs. She's not unpredictable. <laughs> this will hold as a friendship forever. Um, well, Naomi, wow. that, I'm not going to lie, Dave. That was a pretty good one. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that was really great. Good. So, thank you guys for um, having me. Thank you, Naomi. Truly, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, Fun, awesome. as we all expected it would be. Yes. Um, so watch the stand-ups, not all of them, but just watch yours. Yeah, season three, episode two. That's all you need. Yeah, episode two. That's all two. you need. That's all you need. Uh, at Blackdress, at Blackdress Comedy, and uh, Couples Therapy Podcast. Thank you tremendously for joining us. Yes, thank um, you. And next time, let's record one of these. <laughs> oh, shit. We should have yeah, done that. I think, oh, I think next time we record me. them. I really do. I, these are fun and everything, but I think next time we record them. Yeah, yeah. It could uh, be a podcast. Over. Yeah. It's the thought. Some of these days You'll miss me, honey Some of these days Oh, say, get you say By the dawn's earthly light Okay, okay 
What's so proudly we have? No, I'm not even gonna do it. I will finish.